Oh, hi, everyone. We're back after a long month of uninterrupted content provided to you by the fact we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes. We pre-recorded a ton of episodes. Edinburgh's now done. It's now Our dicks have been sucked and fucked. Our balls are, are dry like a bone. Dylan got beard shaved because the Ooh. many ladies... I had too much fucking poo in it. What? They were rubbing their asses on it because <laughs> I'm tired of pussy. You've you've when gone you past fu- pussy when you fucked so much fucking pussy like I have, you just w- you wait for an ass now. Oh my god, I've never just entering an ass so that you know that it, their body isn't made for it. Their body isn't made for it, and it's bad for them, John. You're a bad. And they just air fart out of it for a month. I want you. Hold your cheeks open. I'm not even gonna touch it. Yeah. I'm gonna look into it. Yeah. Look into it. Yeah. I'm looking into your eyes. Yeah. Do you want to know why those honey things have the little rounded nozzles on them? So uh, you okay, can put back honey up. in their asses, John. <laughs> oh, I'm a bee. I want the <laughs> I want the honey in your little brown hive. This is about wrestling. Yeah, it's about Dylan wrestling with the fact that the only way he can get aroused is if there's some sort of sugar-based foodstuffs in a woman's butt. Yeah. Uh, diabetes asses. Yeah. Here's what you need to know about Dylan Gott. Number one, insulin deficient. Number yep. two, not deficient when it comes to fucking your mom. Yeah. <laughs> when I get up too fast, I get dizzy because I don't have nutrients in my body, John, but I'm always hard. I'll tell you what's getting cut off. Your sister's virginity and my foot later on. What? Because you have diabetes, so they have to cut off your foot. And also, you're going to take someone's sister's virginity on the way to the hospital before that procedure. I thought you were saying that you're going to cut off my foot and then somehow make my sister into a virgin again. Mm -mm. We have long talks about sexual health at the Gott family table. It is weird how open you and your family are. Like, your stepdad refers to your mom when she sits down as getting the pooper ready. (laughs) That's a real thing. Yeah. Getting the pooper ready is his Twitter handle. Marge. Warm up your dumper for when you sit on my dick. Marge and Clarence. Yeah. Clarence and Marge. Dylan. My parents' real names. Dylan, it's your stepdad, Clarence. You want to know what I'm doing right now? I'm icing my shaft because I've got friction blisters. Tell you who doesn't like pro wrestling when the top too fucking much. My stepdad, Clarence. And this week, we are going to profile a man who frankly doesn't think pro wrestlers need vocal cords, Mr. Luthez. Ladies and gentlemen. A man who called Vern Gagne that young pussy. Uh, The man who once referred to Buddy Roger as, oh, that pimple on my dick. (laughs) Um, If you can't shoot, if you can't shoot fat loads, Luthez wanted nothing to do with you. Here's what you need to know about Luthez. What Number do you one, know? great wrestler. Number two, none of his wives seem to be able to give any comment to his personal life. <laughs> First thing, let's talk Luthez about... Luthez reeks of a guy who would just be like, I'm going to fix something in the shed, and then you just see a video of the shed, and it's just him staring at a wall, but like, <laughs> what is life? Luthez is every guy who lived on my street growing up whose kids were in college or university... And they were a bit too into mowing the lawn. <laughs> it uh, is funny how like... Like there was something about Luthez's face that is very natural that I just... As soon as I was researching this episode, there's something about him that I could see it standing in a front... Stay off the lawn! He had some... Like he was dark 
in that like before we get fifties pro wrestler. Before way, we though. get to everything, can we just talk about the bulge situation in his trunks? Did you notice the big one? It, it's fat. <laughs> and it hangs low. Here's the thing about Luthez. You the NWA used to select champions with a size off. So you had to have a big dick. <laughs> that is why Ricky Dozen shockingly was never able to get it because it was it was thick, but not long. Oh no, he was from Asia. It's tiny. <laughs> it was a nipple racism. It was a nipple. Ooh, racism. Can we just quickly talk about that time we got drugged by the Camden Canal and it ended with us we were telling everyone that we wanted to have size off. Yeah. And then one of those guys, a guy and a girl came in and then a guy just sat in a chair and stared at us while we stared at him. Well, there was for sure a naked woman in his bed. <laughs> Yeah, he was checking. He was like, "These guys ain't gonna see my." But he was—he was totally naked. He crossed his legs though. He was a—he uh, was a man who was like, "You know what? You're about to see me fuck or jack off, and if you guys keep staring, it's gonna be jack off." <laughs> what he didn't understand was we were fine with both. <laughs> I just wanted to see some some come come out of somebody. Yeah. you know what I mean, homeboy. I just it's w- not come shit. I just want to know. Piss. I just want to know that someone's got fluids. Speaking of <laughs> fluids, let's get into Luthez. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. I would never say that. Um, all right, so he was born in Bannett, Michigan in 1916. <laughs> Honestly, I watched a documentary on him, and I kind of didn't believe it when I read it, but he was a fucking champion at Blunty 1. Yeah, 21. 21-year-old pro wrestling champion. He debuted six at 16. Yep. In 1932. He worked matches as a high school wrestler. As in, he was billed as being a hi- a wrestler from a high school. No, he worked matches. Like, there's a there's a claim that he and another dude worked uh, like a high school wrestling match in a tournament, just to see like if they could oh. make everyone believe it was real. And they did, and they were like, "Yo, that was sick. No one even knew. Ha ha ha! I'm a No one even knew. Let's have a kiss shower and tell no one. It's 1937. Luthez was wrestling before Hitler was evil. Was the one thing that struck me. <laughs> When I was reading, like, he debuted and Hitler was a reformist in Germany that everyone thought was a good guy. But this is but this is also the time where people were like, uh, oh, John, what do you want to be? A comedian. Well, go do it. I'm 13. Fucking do it. Yeah. Drop out of school. Be a comedian. No, I'm no. Gonna, no, by the way, no. I'm going to store was, these meats and salt. Wrestler was clearly his second occupation. First was like... I want to work in a factory. Unfortunately, I can't get my big, big dick and need to powerbomb people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Fez, where's your supervisor? Oh, I picked him up and threw him. Ask me no more questions. Get off the lawn. <laughs> he is, Luthez is the guy, though. Like, it, when you we're going over his career, oh, you're really you, going to see there's so many... So many trademark moments. All right, so basically, he wins the uh, he wins the world title at 21, uh, five years into his career. Already five years in, which is insane. And then he dropped the title six weeks later to Steve Crusher Casey in Boston. Um, and then wins it back again in 1939. Uh, and was it 39 run or was it 48 run that was like seven years or eight years? Because he had two huge runs. It was like, basically, imagine Triple H, but no one's mad at him. Imagine Triple H, and it's also one of these things where all of the sort of legends, like he was trained by a guy named Ed the Strangler Lewis. Yeah, Ed the Strangler Lewis was like the last dude who wrestled professional. 
Like, because what we would say basically was UFC without punching. It like basically they would just wrestle and then choke each other. And the the whole iteration of wrestling becoming predetermined was it was a way for um, carnival owners to be more organized about it, so they could predict the time of how long it was going to be, and that's why they kept it a secret. Yeah, because you if you're in fucking Gainesville, and then you're going to Louisville, them cunts are never talking. This is before television. This is radio. And it's better for the performers who are like, just do the same thing every time. You won't get as hurt. And that's exactly what they did. And it slowly became the professional wrestling you guys all know and love, which is like a man in a trench coat has the ability to become a raven. Well, <laughs> well, that's the weird thing, though. Do you think – here's a weird question. Do you think pro wrestling would have been pro wrestling if TV would have been around in 1910? Yeah. Do you think pro wrestling would have happened? Because I, kind of the way – we're saying it now because if there's TV and if there's ad revenues, <coughs> pardon me, if there's TV and ad revenue and you can show and keep in mind boxing at this time, complete disregard. Oh, you got knocked unconscious. Well, you're fighting again in two hours. Yeah. Day. So would people then would they just have you still wrestle every two weeks? Maybe with some punching like would it become would it have just basically become would pro wrestling just not exist or would the it still exist with I think it would be a lot. I think it would be a lot closer to MMA. There wouldn't be. I don't think there would be MMA and pro wrestling. I think there'd just be one. Weird. So right. you think it'd just be like work shoot style? You think it'd be like? Yeah, like, I think it would be, or like closer to UPW sort of early Japan. Shit. Yeah, or early Japan, possibly like something like that. Like, I don't know. What would be the massive. Although that being said, it's sort of because it makes way more sense. Like financially, like exactly what you're saying. Pro, pro wrestling as a thing makes way more sense. Than the UFC. Yeah. Because the UFC, like, so many times they put all this money into promoting a guy and then it's like, oh, he lost to, like, this garbage man. Okay, but the thing also, okay, Lou says universally respected, massive innovator within the industry, but also a ridiculous shoot wrestler at the same time. So it was this weird cross-section of a performer. But that's the thing, though. I wonder with all these old guys, like, because this is all a backroom, this is all a backroom theory if he was good. I wonder because I was thinking no, about but this. The thing I was thinking about this on the way here. Does it make sense to have like a shooter who's a pro wrestler, like a guy who can actually like hold his own catch wrestling wise? Does it make sense? Because all you have to do is not have him be destroyed. You don't have to have him be the best. He can just be like a comp, a competitor with these dudes. He just has to not get destroyed, and then you can keep the title on him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't actually have to beat the dude. He can. You can just have something weird happen, and then Luthez pins him. And the crowd's like, what the fuck happened? And you get out of the ring. Like, that's all you need. Yeah. So I wonder if he was as good as they say. Like, shooting-wise. <laughs> shooting. Um, I think By the way, when you go and shoot interviews and it says Kevin Nash shoots on, it's like Kevin Nash shoots on Scott Hall. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loads. <laughs> like, that'll never not be funny to me. Um, Continue. Allow me to acknowledge both of your statements. The one about Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Appropriate. <laughs> um, what I will say about Luthez is I think Luthez <laughs> is the combination of what what professional wrestling evolved into, which was these sort of hybrid athlete actor type people yeah. and a shoot wrestler. Which it, was, it goes to what you're saying is he probably wasn't the best shoot wrestler. It wasn't like a um, a Billy Robinson or that what was the fucking guy who breaks all the apples with his hands and he's like seventy. Danny Hodge. Yeah, he's not those guys because those guys are literally just oh you're. If this you were in Roman times, you would change wars. 
Yeah, you, you would. They would throw you women, and you would. Yeah, you'd eat thing. You'd like, and you'd piss on them. What happened you're tired to that emperor from the Far East? That guy ate him. Okay. Um, he, I think, is a combination of he had the look of one of those guys and could pull off some of the moves, but was actually much more of a Buddy Rogers, Gorgeous George style wrestler. And without Luthez, I don't think you'd have the wrestling you have today. It's also why a lot of wrestlers of today still watch his matches and still use a lot of his move sets because it's there's an air of realism to a lot of them, but they are very safe moves for lack of a better sort of term. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like Luthez, as we go out through his career, he has opinions on like, oh, you have to be able to be a shoot wrestler. But let's not act like the dude isn't wrestling like the French Angel and like Fritz von Erich and shit. Yeah, right? like the guy is also wrestling. Like, it's also the thing with shoot wrestlers is go watch a Stu Hart Dory Funk Senior match. It's so boring. Yeah, but both of those guys are probably legitimate scary people. Yeah, well, Stu Hart could probably beat up Luthez. I love how the Hart family. I mean, we should. I don't know if we talked about this in the bread episode. Why wouldn't we talk about it again? <laughs> but I love how. In when I was watching all these documentaries in the late night, I was like, oh, our dad was rough on us. You know, he'd put us in a headlock. And it's like, when you're five? <laughs> Brett, no. <laughs> this yeah. isn't acceptable. The thing that no one seems to remember, and I didn't really clue into until much later, was like, oh, Stu Hart was abusive, but in a way that the entire world's just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny thing. It's a funny way to be abusive, but trying to train your kids to beat you up. Like, yes, hit me. Yeah. Don't. It. Hit me, I'm it so hard. Bit, bit, uh, there you go. Yeah, come down there. Let me see. I'm dislocated. All right, here's how you want to avoid doing that next time is carry a knife. Here's what you want to do. Hey, put a finger in my butt. That's it. I'm going to bed. Uh, hello, is this Vincent Man? Apparently, this is my... Oh, you're Cartman. Let's you're go. doing Cartman. Let's go. That's basically... Ha, ha, hit, hit. <laughs> Hart. Stu Hart is a kid. Shit in my baby. So, that's also a very good Cartman. <laughs> Cartman is essentially just a much more... Dude, I think the best slow down Cartman. <laughs> um, the thing was, too, apparently he used to call Vincent Man in the middle of the night with, like, crazy things of, like... Eh, this is what you have to do now. And, like, for some reason, Vince felt very bad because he really fucked Stu over, so he would take the calls. <laughs> and apparently, a bunch of the old guys used to do this because there's a bunch of them that were Vince was close well, with. Well, Stu could also just get in the building, and then you'd hear a story like, oh, Vince McMahon got beat up by that guy who can't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy who can't move took Vince down, got, like, got into side control, and just... Beat him to beat the living shit out of the yeah. owner. It, it just give me the office, there, Jim Roth. Uh, Stu, stop touching my neck. Stop touching my neck. <laughs> uh, again, a genuine story. That's Jim. If you just type in Jim Roth, Stu Hart, and this is the story. It's about ninety seconds. Oh, we were waiting to film a promo with Brett, and Stu was there. Brett was late, so Stu just started putting moves on me. Yeah, because that's what he would just be like, <laughs> and then he just like, um. Like that's so weird. I but don't the know. Weird we gotta, th- but let's do a specific Stu Hart episode and just talk about how weird <laughs> that guy is. We should get back to. But Luthez. the thing about Luthez is Luthez weirdly total respect from the Fed from the most part. Like they never went out of his way to leak because he came from like the thing about Luthez is he never competed with them because he he was gone. He was well gone even we'll before. We'll get Bruno. into this. We'll get into this because all right, 1948. So Luthez has been a wrestler for 16 years already. He is the ripe old age of 32. Um, the NWA is formed, and their first champion uh, is this dude Orville Brown. Yeah. He then he's supposed to lose the title to Thez, 
but he bi- his uh he gets in a car accident. Um, his career is over, and they just award the championship to Luthez. So Luthez is in some is the second, and basically for the purposes of time, like amount like amount of like length of reign, first NWA National Wrestling Alliance champion where. The whole thing they always talk about in the WWE documentaries where the guys all get around like the mob and like, yeah. who's going to be the champion? Where's a five-year-old I can get to suck me off? Well, I pee on kids for money. First of all, the they pay me. All the NWA conference they pay me. Um, photos, they look so sketchy. It does look like, like yeah. oh, what are all these pedophiles doing at the Ramada? <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> Yeah, because it's a different, like, you see old photos of, like, the mob summits, and, like, all these people all kill people, and they're horrible. But, like, with wrestling, you're like, they do something. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's probably make me more uncomfortable than just murdering a guy. Jim Barnett. Read about that guy, everybody. And you're just like, like, oh, my butt. Now, uh, Luthez is awarded the championship by all of these territories. They view him a draw internationally. One of the big things that Luthez and I found this very interesting was everyone sort of would talk about he was actually very good for business, but was also very he was respectful. He knew when to drop the title. He knew when to be in jeopardy, and it was a problem they would have later on with other champions, such as Buddy Rogers, Rogers, who very much went into business for, with himself, which is why Luthez was called back in. And delivered one of the most badass things ever, apparently, watching in the locker room and said, buddy, how do you want to do this, the easy way or the hard way? And the, basically the point was, either you get in the ring and cooperate and I win the belt, or I'll beat you up in the ring and take your belt. But that's also very important, too, because Buddy Rogers is the first WWF champion. champion. Yeah, he was and he probably, like, it's one of those things where he probably... Uh, you mean he was leaving to go to Rio de Janeiro where that tournament was held that he won? Yep, that's what happened. 63, yeah, because that's in 63. But, uh, all right, so basically between 49 and 56, uh, he sets out to unify all the all the titlers. Um, basically, now they're consolidating the NWA's power is what he's doing. Yeah, this was quite... If you were a vinyl suit salesman in the Deep South in this time, these fat fucks were your number one customer. Just And it's weird because he talks about how he balled out, but, like, I don't know, man... How do you ball? I wish I would know. I'm neither of us have read Hooker, but no. I wish I would know how. Because the only way a woman, Luther has been divorced three times. The only way a woman in that era, I'm assuming, divorces you, which is a huge deal back then, because much more religious society, especially within like how Luther was like a cookie cutter type dude. Yeah. Um, the only way a woman divorces you during that time is by just cheating on her to the point where it's like well you didn't have to fuck everyone i knew yeah like lou it's easter and you just fucked my dad <laughs> <laughs> wait she dad was just hanging out <laughs> yeah it's stuff to turkey stuff you do <laughs> uh it's two gentlemen shaking hands do that one man's th- using his penis the other one using his asshole all right, here's the thing. you got to learn catch wrestling if we're going to have sex. Okay. I, I want to earn it. I want to break you, and then I want to break you. The thing that's uh, scary is there is – you can't you – can you can find baby photos of Stephanie McMahon's daughters on the internet. Yeah. You cannot find any photos of Luthez's wives. Yo, why were you looking at baby photos of Stephanie McMahon's daughters? Don't ask me any goddamn questions. No, I want – but that's an important question for the listeners. No, it's not. 
Oh, actually, you got some listener mail. <laughs> Why <laughs> do you look at photos? This is from um, Bill and Gott. Why do you look at photos All right. of Stephanie McMahon? It was an exaggerated photo? example that's not true. I've never looked at baby photos of Stephanie McMahon, but I, you know what I'm saying. I couldn't. Stephanie's really good on TV. Let's see what her baby looks like. Ooh, you'll grow up good. Stephanie McMahon's children, listen to me. If your mother does not get off television within the next two years, I guarantee you a guy with bacne is going to murder one of you. (laughs) Oh, he won't. Current wrestling, have you, the internet is currently on fire with rage. Because of Steffi? Because of Steffi and because of old Paul Paul. They're just going to keep on doing the same thing. Um... Oh, we still got a little... I just want to make one more point, and then we're going to take a break. Much like the way that Luthez would break into the business repeatedly and always be a pillar of society. One of the other things that was very interesting about Luthez before you continue on. So it's... In the 60s, he also expanded into Japan, but also had a... Was, and was basically the first sort of American hero, but he was like marketed as like Iron Strong, Iron Man. Well, that yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. Okay, yeah, Basically, yeah. exactly that. Because something happens basically... Eddie Carpentier, uh, they're doing a two out of three falls match, which all of them were that way. Uh, Luthez legitimately loses the match because he's hurt, so they stop the match. Which is another thing that Luthez talked about a lot was concussions. Yeah. And like he said, after two concussions, a wrestler shouldn't wrestle anymore. And if you look at the style that they wrestle in, I mean, it looks boring as dicks in an ass now. but So um, really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, boring as keeping your dick in your pants and not even paying attention to an ass uh i don't like that at all i don't care for that at all why are we talking about it's that it's boring um <laughs> but they didn't get like you watch luthez walk around in this documentary and it's just like this he's like oh time catches up with everybody and he's 80 years old and he's walking around like mick foley did when i was a child okay i'm gonna say this i would say luthez is not par for the course because if you look at the way fritz von Erich aged Fritz von Erich was walking the way Mick Foley was like. Yeah, but Fritz everyone's Eric, body isn't everyone's body, you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that their style was a lot softer. It was a little bit boring, but it was also the pace. If they did that at a faster pace, it's essentially what NXT, the mat wrestlers of NXT are doing, basically. Yeah, you're never going to be able to have an hour-long match. And the other thing about hour-long matches, because Ric Flair would talk about it, we go an hour, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is... That's live in a building where you can get up, go get a beer... It's also Finger three fucks. matches when they're doing it. When the Luthez match is an hour long, it's a two out of three fall match. The reason it goes an hour is because you p- keep people engaged. Yeah. Who's going to get the first fall? Who's going to get the second fall? And what they would do is they wouldn't always go to three falls. Sometimes you'd just fucking kill them in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's two falls. Two falls straight, you know? Well, the thing is, is Ric Flair talks a lot about how exciting it was for him to wrestle an hour every night. Exciting for only him. It, I, you never hear from any opponents that are like, I had a great time. <laughs> well that's just like but that's just what you're gonna do you're just gonna be like you know what i mean like you're gonna uh, you're gonna have a big dick about something like yeah i fucking went an hour i parted all night i did great promos like i'm the best yeah i'm the best ever i was a father i gave them some money technically <laughs> i bought 90 kamikazes every night <laughs> All right, well, all right, well, sorry to get back on track. Um, but I think the thing to keep going back to, which I think is an important thing, especially for this podcast, which is reviewing wrestlers, is what's so interesting is Luthes, it's very hard, especially within so the industry. Hard. It's it's fu- it's as hard as Dylan and I are both right now, and we are extremely hard, mm. both both personality-wise and physically. Mm. <laughs> mm. What's weird is that's his dick talking. Mm. 
me want ass. <laughs> That's my dick. Um, is that there's very few people that are like Luthes was a dick. There was a lot of people that'd be like, he's a bit traditional. But no one was like, when you get them talking about Vern Gagne, fucking Buddy Rogers, they're like, these guys were bad people and we don't like them. They never said that about um, uh, about Luthes for the most. Like, I can't think of anyone and I looked. It is bizarre. Uh, but one bit thing he did that was kind of weird is, so basically, all right, so they lose this match due to injury and the NWA doesn't want to recognize the title change. So what Fez does is just say, there's some promotions that say Carpunche is the champion. So what Fez does is just go to Japan and kind of like let it all wash over rather than having a return match. And that's when he does, he defends the world championship. So basically he's like, I'm not going to wrestle this dude again. I'm going to make it an actual world championship, though. Yeah. he goes to Japan, wrestles Ricky Dozen to a series of 60-minute draws. And that's huge because that's Ricky Dozen now is made. And in so Japan. is Luthez. But it also – but it wasn't the same cha- – wasn't it a – they technically made it a different championship that they yeah, got they made. Yeah, they made it – it's the NWA International Heavyweight that's Championship. part of the Triple Crown. it's still part of the Triple Crown to this day, which is really, really crazy. I still don't know how in that the days works. now that they've changed, they change the belt, the way it looks, and the name of it now every eight seconds in the Fed. But I mean, it's obviously this is way different. That is the, the one thing Japanese, that does they stick to their shit, you know? Because but, but so is the Triple Crown one belt or it's three belts you can win? I get so confused with Japanese wrestling. I'm not going to get into it too much. Japanese wrestling is very confusing. It's there's no middle ground. Like in WWE, it's like you get. You get the silly stuff and the serious stuff, but in Japan, it's like you either get the silliest thing, where like halfway through a match, they cut to, oh look, the referee and this guy are in love, <laughs> and then the same time, it's like, oh, this is a real fight, so they're just gonna punch each other in the face and die at thirty six, <laughs> from, because they've each gotten four concussions during, the yeah run of this match. Why did he? What what's the move that essentially is just you've been murdered now? Is that the Gonzo bomb? Gonzo bomb, or there's also the, the wizard, something the grand wizard, the shining wizard, shining wizard maybe. Oh, that's just a need. But those are like, those the shining wizard is. It's not the shining. You can protect the guy. There's there's one move that like it's one guy does it, and it's like oh god. I think that's the Gonzo bomb, where the guy he basically was invented by a guy. Are you okay? Any listener, please rip on me for this. I don't know the man's name. Oh, by but, the way, uh, but he basically lost. He yes, that's what it is. And then the guy fell a bit, and then he just still did the move and just dropped him on the top of his head. And they were like, that's good. Use that. He was like, but I'm just dropping him on his spine. And he was like, dies. We'll just get a new one if he dies. Yeah. High five, high five. We're the Yakuza. Let us bring in the goats we fuck. <laughs> we're we're beyond people now. Can I just I'm say, tired of this Luthez episode, you have fucked a lot of things. And you've... I assume that the Yakuza are in the Noah's Ark of fucking. They fuck two of every animal. No. What I think is the, they've lapsed into it. Now there's, there's just no more fucking. They're not, now they're just straight up respectful of women. <laughs> ah, sex. I was done with that by the time I was 15. Yeah. Bring me 11 women that I can give compliments to and then encourage to pursue an education. <laughs> Ooh, Pardon shabble. me, madam. Let me do the dishes because we are in a gender neutral society. Now, Dylan, get off Facebook. 
I'm clearly just looking up Lupin. I know. I just like fucking with you. You are an abysmal man, and you have a giant head. And if you're at home right now, John is wearing a cat suit with the butthole cut out. Yeah. He's trying to tempt me to <laughs> take <laughs> his chocolate cookie from him. Um, and uh, we're going to go have <laughs> vigorous gay sex during this break. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings and sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling but right now we need to ask you to rate subscribe and review The Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We ha- we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity we'll and no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, the Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. We're back. Dylan's gay. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I, what I also think is interesting is Luthez's post-wrestling uh, life. Where basically he was brought in constantly to be a special guest referee when they were like, we're not sure how this is going to go, Lou. Can you just be in the ring? Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. All right. Well, just to catch up on the timeline here, because we basically left off. He's gone to Japan and then he petitions the NWA to keep sending him to Japan. They refuse. Uh, so they, he drops the he asked to drop the title to Dick Hutton rather than Buddy Rogers because fuck that guy. Um, so he drops them, and that's when he goes into a part-time status. Keep in mind, at this point, uh, when he comes out of uh, his semi-retirement, it's 63. So how old is that? That's 47 as he comes out of yeah. semi-retirement. Um, to win the uh, when he wins his final six heavyweight title from Buddy Rogers, and that's when, as we addressed earlier, uh, he said, we can do this easy way or the hard way. And Buddy was like, What's the hard way? <laughs> he was like, uh, I take you out to dinner and show you a nice time. And Buddy was like, that no! sounds terrible. No, just pin me instead. Um, I want to just talk about Luthez's involvement quickly in Starcade 1. Were you aware of why he was there and what the concerns were? The concern was that I would show up. <laughs> you would show up being negative two years old. Four. No, it was you're we were born in nineteen eighty five. Starkey wasn't in nineteen eighty one. Oh, I just have a list of matches. Uh, the guest referee matches was uh eighty one. Kansas City Memorial Hall. Was this Dusty versus uh Rick? No, this is Dusty versus Harley. Oh, okay. Oh, because there was there was a concern that Vince McMahon had basically paid Harley Race off to well, fuck th- him over, right? It was more than a concern. They were pretty sure he had gotten to him. Which, as it turns out, it has. So basically, that was coincided right with the beginning of Vince's expansion. So his father was still alive, but he was being bought in the process of being bought out. And Vince had basically was to- asked by it's his dad. It's so pro wrestling, though, to be like, we need a guy who can make sure he does the honors, but yeah. we also need him to be a star. Let's get this 70-year-old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need three things, a, combina- a perfect combination of three things for this. We need a man who can fight another man who fake fights but acts like he's really tough. If he's wearing some sort of weird high-collared shirt that's tucked in for no reason, <laughs> that would be, does he have loafers that will not match his pants, even though they're somehow both beige? What if get me Luthes? <laughs> what if what if this happened now? Like, all right, let's say 
Brock Lesnar is supposed to drop the title to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Yeah. How many special guest referees would it take? There'd be 11 special guests. <laughs> and they all just have flat-out guns? Yeah, two of them are just <laughs> the actual police. <laughs> they would just like... Uh, who would you get as... All right, let's fantasy book something. All right. Who would be your... Spe- who would be, like, in the Luthez, what you're talking about, vein, who would you get to be a special guest? Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. Brock, you think he might... You think he might actually do something? Who would be the guys you get? I'll give you. You do mine. I'll. I'm trying to think. Who would be the guys you get? I just get Conor McGregor. <laughs> He's a hot. Brock would murder that guy. I know, but it would just be nice to watch. He would get distracted, and then Kevin Owens could maybe just be like, "Count out, I win, though." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> count out the the title changes. Like it's one of those things where it's like I'm just going based on because the problem is Brock is who you'd get, unless it's Brock. <laughs> or actually no I changed that Ric Flair just because Ric Flair yes Brock would literally murder him but Ric Flair would love that's how he died <laughs> and it would be so crazy because remember the, Luthes is also how you retire gracefully he's not really heard from when he's brought in he's still very much like a considerate caring wrestler I haven't done mine yet obviously very skilled I, oh I understand I'm not done Sable yet. <laughs> yep Sable Sable and me. <laughs> and we fuck. And then he gets distracted. Because <laughs> I'm just fucking 15 minutes into me just fucking the shit out of his wife. Why would it take him 15 minutes to notice that? <laughs> because he, I'm assuming the first 10 he's jacking off. <laughs> the, last, so the last four he started to be like, I don't think I like this. So wait, in your scenario, to get in the ring for the WWE mm. Universal Championship... Mm-hmm. It's Brock versus Kevin Owens instead mm-hmm. of wrestling. Brock yep. just takes down his shorts and starts masturbating with what I assume is a very weird-looking dick in front of... Probably, like, pretty <laughs> big, but made bigger by the fact that he's on steroids, so his balls are super small. Yeah. Like, it's, like, an impressive... I'm just fucking his wife, though. <laughs> Bareback, no condoms even thought of. First thing I do, hold up a condom, <laughs> tear it in half, <laughs> point at my dick. There's no condom on here, Brock. And I nut his wife. First stroke, I nut his wife. Second stroke, more nut. Then I keep going. My recovery time is less than a second from nutting. And then, and then where's, where's he's like, can you just stop fucking my wife? And that's when he lies down because he's tired from jacking <laughs> off and Kevin Owens puts him. I just like that your way of stopping someone from being a physical problem yeah. is antagonize them to the point of sexual arousal. Yeah. Well, there's no way I can beat this guy in a fight, so I might as well just join in. <laughs> my, uh, if you can't win, turn him on. That is your that is your way. It's my self-defense. Um are you trying to punch me in the dick? No, I'm trying to rub your dick, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rub it above the pants. Yeah. So you get super fucking hot. If I'm punching your dick, you'll know. Right now, you're being pleasured. <laughs> I would believe Luthez only had sex with other people's wives. Who was like, I don't want to have sex with a tramp. <laughs> yeah. I need an upstanding woman. Uh, apologies there, Bernie. I know you invited me out for a cookout, but I've just sodomized your wife by the garbage. <laughs> she makes a good soup. Yeah. That's three potatoes in boiling water, and I like it. Yeah. Flavorless? Nutritious. <laughs> you don't know what the word nutritious means, do you, Lou? Of your sass talk, what are you, a divorcee? <laughs> Not me. 
<laughs> Two of my wives are dead, but I've convinced everyone that they're alive by dressing like a woman once a year. <laughs> I've weekended Bernie's my wife. Also, a movie I came up with. <laughs> also, I secretly... I, Couple of things you need to You're know about Lou. You're almost expecting like a guy like he's. Let's just talk about. It. I just I find it very fascinating. Okay. So basically, Harley Race, they Vince goes to him, says, "I'll pay you all this money if you don't lose the title to Ric Flair, or I'll pay you all this money if you hurt Ric Flair." They say they announce Luthes as the guest referee, and suddenly Harley Race, with his amazing afro and terrible jacket, was just like, "Uh, give me an extra fifty grand and I'll do yeah. it." And then for some reason, Jimmy Crockett was like, "Yeah." Even though I pay for this enforcer, why don't I just say no? Do, do the job. It's fucking weird. Harley Race is an interesting character, and that everyone's like such integrity. You had to pay him to do it like forty times, though. Yeah, because he's fucking. Yeah, pay me again. Like Ow. if you if you were like, if you showed up to a club, you were a man who literally like fifteen, and they were like, "You want to do 20? and you were just like, "Pay me." Like uh, that, not a thing, because comedians we don't have. I mean, at least me and you, hopefully, this will work out. We get name value. But, like, you can't do that. But, no, like, a guy like Harley Race totally can. Like, ah, I'm not going to. And it's crazy. That, One of yeah, the Harley Race is really, oh, such integrity. Ultimate Warrior held up Vince once for money, and that's who he is. And Harley Race just repeatedly held up people yeah, for money. Yeah, all the time. they're like, I don't care. Did it all the time to Vince McMahon. Literally showed up one year and tried to shoot uh, Vince McMahon because he was coming into St. Louis and then lit the ring on fire. The next year was like, I would actually like a job, please. <laughs> well, you want to hire Harley Race for sure. Um, so basically, uh, after he drops the title in 1966 uh, to Gene Kaniski, because he got a three-year run out of basically being brought in as, please win the title off this awful man, Buddy Rogers. Yeah, this man keeps combing his hair and making a, calling, a, calling himself the nature boy just so he's naked. But it's very weird that he does, that Vince does, like, Luthes, because 63, this is the exact year. So I don't know the timeline of it. We should look it up, actually. But is th this could be when Buddy Rogers uh, wins the... It is. Yeah, WWF. He goes right into the WWF. Yeah. So in a way, I suppose... But I think it's also... I think Lou also... I think old Louie Bags... Louie Beans also benefits. He didn't really spend any time in the Fed. He was very much an NWA guy. So I think that's also one of those things where he just avoided the whole thing by never having to be like, he never beat Bruno. He was never problematic. You know what I mean? Like he was just the other team's go-getter yeah. and was well-retired before Vince Jr. sort of showed up. So he was never painted with a brush of being with the competition. And anyone who knows enough about wrestling will look into it and look at him as sort of a elder statesman, important star. So they're just like, yeah, let's just use him still. I, I think that's good. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's what WWF, WWF did withdraw from the NWA, and Rogers was their first champion. Mm. So I'm sure there was concerns he just wouldn't do the job. And then I think that that's exactly it. And I think it's also Buddy Rogers had a reputation for being a real see you next Tuesday. Ooh, my lord. That's bad. Is it? Um, um, uh, all right, yeah, so he wrestles part-time over the next 13 years. And, and really uh, worked on having... his last match was at the age of 74 against Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Because um, Masahiro Chona, for some reason, was the guy he, they really marketed as the man who Luthes taught everything he's no he ever knew. Also, well, they also did that with Jumbo Ceruta. Like Jumbo Ceruta yeah. was started using all of uh, Thez's moves. Because the thing about Luthes is, because because of that Ricky Dozan draw, and because of what he basically did for Japanese wrestling, wrestling. like 
Because there was like that's why they call it the Babe Ruth of wrestling. Where uh, Babe Ruth went over post-war to Japan when the Americans tried to make baseball big in Japan. Yeah. And Babe Ruth came on the I'm super hammered and I'm about to die tour with a bunch of other American. And there was one Japanese pitcher who was like 17 at the time who struck out Babe Ruth. And that made baseball in Japan. Like he struck out Babe Ruth, this guy. And Luthez basically does the same thing, but in obviously in a scripted way with Ricky Dozan where it's like, this is the champion. This is America. And we just drew America and like I am gonna say the Babe Ruth thing wasn't necessarily scripted, but it was like an athlete versus the fattest man. Yeah, I mean the guys probably at that point, if they had proper testing, got cancer. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I remember baseball's a great game for passing time on a Sunday. But also the other thing about Thez, why he's sorry to cut you off, but why he's remembered, I think he just never really was a promoter in any big way. I, I was also gonna bring that up. He was always simply just a wrestler. Had a like had a good enough career, but also was always sort of he was the respectful guy. He also made a shit ton of people. Like if you look at it, put over Jumbo Saruta, mm-hmm. Masachono, yeah, Ricky Dozen, yeah, Gene Kaninsky, mm-hmm. sort of Buddy Rogers. Yeah. Let alone a scores of others. There's no one who's really he's very much a like Similar to like Steve Austin, and go with me on this. Where in that Steve Austin actually lost a fair amount of matches for being the hottest guy in the company at its hottest time. He made so many people. Like he just lost at opportune places so that they would look good. Like he lost to Kane. He'd lose to McFoley. He'd lose to. He didn't lose to Triple H because he thought it was a bag of shit. He lost lose to The Rock all the time. You know what I mean? Like it was he was he was he was strategic and always looking vulnerable enough that it was realistic and he wasn't someone just barreling through everyone with a fucking baseball bat yeah this is also a different time when like if you want to use the and i apologize because everyone says Luthez is one of the basic is either the best or second best wrestler of all time is if you want to use the analogy of like a guy like triple h who wins the title because it's kind of the same thing where it's like Luthez is a badass character obviously because yeah. he's this is an athlete um but for everyone at home dylan is pointing to himself <laughs> keep on mic baby um i am on mic Ooh, get off on my mics uh that means my tits um but what was i saying he uh he has to lose clean is what basically what i'm saying he doesn't come from a time where you can like oh you can give the title to gene kaniski well that's because gene kaniski uh like you know buddy rogers came in and hit luthez with a brick Gene Kaniski was knocked out because Luthez is sick and he hit him with a fucking powerbomb already. Uh, oh, one arm over one, two, three. Gene Kaniski's the champion, quotation marks, but he's not actually as strong. Like they, and I'm, this is being recorded as, ap- shortly after this happened, but Kevin Owens beating Triple H. or tri- Sorry, Kevin Owens beating Seth Rollins where Triple H is the most powerful guy in the company because his powerbomb beat Seth Rollins. Like, it really pisses me off when people don't cheat for themselves. Like, yeah, like Ric Flair always cheated, but he also cheated for himself. Yeah, you know, like don't get a third party to cheat on behalf. of I someone. completely agree. It's also that makes him look lame. And so Luthez, Luthez can hold the title for combined. The man hold the title for ten years. Ten years uh, holding the title as a six-time champion during that era. That's insane to be trusted that much. But also, when he would lose the title, he'd go out one, two, three like anybody else. Yes, and the other guy would have a three-year run. So why not? Like. I I also here's the thing that I thought wrestling now was actually going to take a page from the book of wrestling in the oldie days, which was 
a lot more focus on just pinfalls, wins and losses, and make it a bit more of a sport. Because that way, when there was interference, which there was in those times, or a guy getting attacked, all that sort of shit, it was so crazy impactful because they did it like once every eight months. There's a story of in WCCW with the Von Erichs, when the Midnight Express came in, just as a, a way to really get them over, because the Von Erichs never got ever any attack from outside interference. They would never do it. They just had Jim Cornette hit one of them with the racket and then a horseshoe fall out so he would be hurt. And they literally said the entire building rioted and they couldn't be seen for two weeks because they couldn't get them in a building. Because it actually is a very shocking thing if you only do it once every once in a while. And it also legitimizes your wrestlers where even if it's someone you don't like, like let's say everyone's rooting for Luthes but he's beaten by Gene Kaninsky, you're like... Well, now Luthes, he'll be back to get him, or what the fuck, maybe I'd like... You know what I mean? I feel like the interference, the way they've structured it now... Yeah, use, if, you use, if you use a tool less, then it becomes more important. Exactly. Right? Like Even if it... If and, someone had... I know it sounds weird, but if someone just had an old-school pile driver, and I don't even mean, like, you jump up and pile driver him. I mean the Jerry Lawler, like, pick him up between your legs, his, his feet is stupid high in the air he planks and then you just fall backwards yeah you uh, you could make that move like crazy look they've made the punt huge you just keep on like if you don't use something then that tool becomes obviously absolutely but it's three hours every week too i mean let's not get Stop bogged down with every other the, podcast I hate, I hate the fucking three no no i'm just saying but it's just an example that's interesting and i think that yeah. they are trying to because it's it's been a long time since a championship has changed hand via interference which is what a few months, which is pretty good for, like the a attitude. few months. It just happened. No, no, I'm saying, but the last few title defenses, it's been a clean victory for the victor. Yeah, but Kevin Owens just won. I Triple agree H with you. I'm just saying that I thought they were going to keep that going for a while, as opposed to yeah. bringing interference again. Because if you, it wasn't like the Attitude Era. Allow me to sum up every title defense during the Attitude Era. That man's interfered. The referee saw it, but doesn't care. <laughs> Pinfall. Yeah, and there's also a thing that they can do that actually really impressed me about the Luthes time, and now it is grounded in complete racism. <laughs> but like, don't allow black people to compete. I but agree. It would just be like, my name is John Hastings Luthes, for Dylan Gut. Luthes would wrestle guys, and the reason they were bad is because they were Japanese. They weren't even. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, you can hate a guy just because of his face and i don't mean that i, I understand I what mean you that, mean. like back then it meant like well we oh uh, i actually just got i saw one of the guy the man who looks like that man killed my best friend so i hate him yeah but like now it would be like i don't like the way that guy's hair looks but like you can and then it's almost more rewarding allow me for to, a guy to can i just explain like your point the Miz before we clean for eight months everyone be like i fucking hate the miz and then he cheated once you'd be like i knew i hated the miz for a reason exactly fucking dick that is what they need to start doing more because they don't have the advantage of being in a racist society so they're like <laughs> we need that's so that's such a good point that's so sad it is the saddest point ever is you know what wrestling really has a meeting we need to bring back racism yeah. how yeah. do we get racism <laughs> in schools again yeah, I guarantee they've had that conversation. Like, I guarantee. Look at the new day. That was supposed. They were supposed to be bad guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What the? Why are they cheering the black fellas? Yeah, 
Um, why are they cheering those black people that are gay? <laughs> they're wearing pink. Yeah. What else can I do to have yeah. them boo? And they're eating che- they're eating cereal as not a filling for a protein shake. What the fuck? One other thing I'm going to say about Luthez, which I really enjoy, is let's go through the moves that he invented. Power bomb. Yep. STF. STF. Uh, we got the belly to back. And the German suplex. Belly to back. And, of course, the Fez press. Now, with no punches. Just pin his damn arms. Let's quickly talk about, of all those moves, which one would you put your name to? Would it be the one where you literally flip a man in the air and drop him on Mine his back? Mine would be the STF. Mine would be the power bomb. I love the STF. The STF is my favorite move. The fact that John Cena fucks it up sucks. The STF, regal stretch. I love those moves. I do the love the regal stretch. Was is so good. The regal stretch because I've been put in the regal stretch doesn't actually hurt that much, but it looks painful as fuck. Perfect. It's great. STF, great move. Well, the STF is essentially just a gentleman's crossface. But the power bomb looks better when it's and it's weird that a guy would be like, wrestling's not like it used to be, but then invent the power bomb. That's the other thing, but I like about it where it's so weird. It was a mistake, yeah, because it was the same way. It was a happy mistake in the same way that. Uh, Jake the Snake, the DDT was a happy mistake. I didn't even know the DDT was a happy mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DDT is just first of all, we're talking about Jake the Snake face Roberts. Lock and they fell over. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, we talked about this in the uh, Jake episode. We messed up, but it was a face lock, and the guy was supposed to like do the, like he had him front headlock, and the guy was supposed to do the whole thing where he runs. Oh, they into the corner. You're into right. The corner, and then they tripped over each other's feet, slammed him down, and then the crowd went silent. And went like, oh, fuck. And then the guy just laid there and it was like, pin me. This is your new move. Um, so I got distracted because you said the word happy about Jake the Snake Roberts in a time that it wasn't 2015 and forward. Jake the Snake Roberts now p- picked up one of our friend's kids from school. What? Yep. Oh, yeah. You did mention this. That's bizarre. I'll tell you what else is bizarre. All right. We've got to go best and worst about Luthez now. What's your best... What's your best thing about Louis? Power bomb, thick bulge, tied for one. Ooh, thick cock power bomb. You can't beat that combo. But just by the way, the name of my firstborn daughter. Ooh, ooh, thick ooh. cock power bomb Hastings. You know what? All right, guess what Kimbo Slice's son's name is. I don't even want to guess. It's the most badass thing you can think of. Machete. Close. Kevlar. 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 Kevlar slice. I mean, his last name isn't Slice, it's Ferguson. But Kevlar Ferguson? Oof. That's a fucking kid right Listen, there. a lot of racists go after... Out, that kid... A lot of racists go after black people in America for shitty names, and then you get a name like Kevlar Ferguson, and it mm. puts them all to fucking sleep. Mm. For every scientific maps... Bullets got. Yeah, for every scientific maps, or even better, his brother Majestic maps, there's a Kevlar Ferguson. Just to be that in control of a relationship that you can be like, Oh, I gave birth to her son. What's his name? Kevlar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but Kimbo's there's no way the old lady was like again. But Kimbo slice much slow. like Luthez is. There's no winning any arguments in that house. What did you want to be when you grew up, Kimbo? Oh, let me tell you. I wanted to start out fighting people in backyards and then be considered a legitimate fl- fighter and then just die of a heart attack. Done. Luthez, what did you want to do? Oh, at 16, I wanted to fight people. I did it till I was 70s. I got millions of dollars, and I have had missionary sex, which is the only position that's allowed 
<laughs> on five different continents, all of which I consider America. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone looks weird in this place in Missouri. Anyway, welcome to Japan, Missouri. Yeah. Um, all right. He is in... Best thing about Luthez for you. He is the epitome of what you need in not just pro wrestling, but in art as uh, a thing, and that he always had one foot in the past and one foot in the future, baby. Because he's during, he's from a time where it's like you work the waist lock, and then an hour later you pin him and you say hi to his wife. On the yeah. way and then what he did was like he started throwing people off the ropes. Uh, you know, you watch his match and it's watch his matches and they're genuinely like still the way you kind of would work a match now. I agree. And he was just a really, really talented worker, and he had, I mean, obviously, he had a lot of authenticity to him and a time that that was very important. So it was like, yeah, he's a showman, but at the end of the day, like, would you want to, like, in a real actual fight, would you want a boxer to face Luthez? I don't think you would. So uh, authenticity and just really just an innovator. Like, he really... While keeping the respect, it's something it's almost impossible to do. Where you keep the respect of the old guys and push. Think about all the old guys that like hate every like you know. It's a thing. Like all like, old baseball players hate new baseball players because oh he's not doing it like yeah. he did. And then Luthez did that impossible yeah. thing where he he's pushed it. He's black. <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> Luthez pushed the art forward while still keeping it grounded in. Normality, and I gotta say, I don't know. The worst thing about Luthez is he was a fucking bully. Like he was just did that stupid fucking thing that all old wrestlers do, where it's like we're gonna teach this kid. They kids, can you imagine if you wanted to learn French, and then to learn French, you just had to go one on one with a French guy, and every time you screwed up a word, he would just punch you in the face for no reason. Like I'm just trying to learn French here, buddy. No, no, you you have to go one on one with one of the people that created the French language. Yeah. That's not how you say it. You want to know how I know? Because I that was. That is not how you say. I smoke a long cigarette. Would you fuck my wife? Yeah. That is not how you say. Don't shave your underwear hair. Because I like the smell of the I moisture. I on small hooks. <laughs> I'm feeding him increasingly less food, so he starves to death. All right. I'm now a, you're just being an Austrian. I'm an average French man. That was horrible. That was the worst accents. I would say the worst thing I for Luthez. I'm going to say it. Guest referee attire. <laughs> Dreadful. Just a guy who left his house to get one thing. That's just a, that is a guy who was on his way to a like a Knights of Columbus mixer and got asked to attend the wrestling. Like that man's blazers, especially at the first Starcade when he gets in the ring, he legitimately looks like he's on his way to a bowling tournament. <laughs> Everyone else is dressed to the nines. Luther's like, where am I? I guess I'm match right Here's what everyone needs to remember. This is the one thing with wrestling that bugs me. It wasn't until the fucking late 90s when a wrestler was a special guest referee, they would dress them the same as the referees. Any other time before that, it was either in regular clothes or an ill-fitting referee's shirt. And it really <laughs> bugged the piss out of me. All right, well... That is Luthez, everybody. So now you know everything there is to know about Luthez, except for probably specifics. I'm going to say this, Dylan. You probably had two of the most philosoph most important philosophical points you've ever had on this podcast, 
and also the most amount of reference to you fucking people in the bums I've ever heard. I think there was legitimately five points where I believed I was fucking someone up the butt. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> take it, take it. It's mine. It's um, mine. Your body's we don't, have, we don't mine. have a theme for this month. Your body's a toilet. Your body's a toilet. Your Which is why we're going straight from Luthez to next week. Who are we talking about? We're talking about... Papa Shango, the oh, Godfather, Charles Wright, the Extreme Mining. Yeah, we're talking about the Luthez of switching gimmicks. The other, as I like to call him, the Hershey Barry Darso. So look forward to that, everybody. <laughs> he's not shut up your fat. Shut up. Get in this pussy. No, he's not shut up your fat. He's shut up. I'll do that for a living. If you thought I mentioned fucking people a lot during a Luthez. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. Papa Shango only. Let's talk about. I, uh, I can't wait for it. I can't wait seven days, but you're going to have to. Bye! We're gay now! And there you see him. Luz Fez, former heavyweight champion after Ron Wright, and Ron got on his bicycle. Not hardly. Well, that illustrates his wrestling ability right there. Yeah. The man's out of his mind. Um, you know, he's a little very difficult to keep in the ring. I'm sorry I lost my composure here. He's very tough. Well, I don't blame you, Luz. He's very tough to keep in the ring, and I'm going to have to do some looking, some careful looking, see if I can't find a, a real good man to work as my team partner. I normally don't like team matches. I know it. That's right, I don't. No, you I don't. like to watch one man at a time. Yeah. But with this Ron Wright and his brother, I really think I need some assistance there, and I'm going to really keep my eyes open, see if I can't get a good, able man so we can go in there and do a job on them. Keep them in the ring is all I need to do, and I don't mean to sound boastful, but if I can't keep Ron right in the ring, I think I can beat him. Well, I think you can, too. There's no question about that. I'll sure try. And, uh, Especially after you busted your head. Well, I'll do the best I can this afternoon. I don't know how well I'm going to perform now, but I didn't enjoy that. So I tell you. No, I bet you didn't. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it.